It's a good song. Yeah. What's up, everyone? We are live on Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. I am your host, Paul Apostolakis. Salvatore Cusmano. Morning. How are you? Good. Today's special guest, Tony Shefford. Tori. Tori. I said Tori. Ah, Tori. Tori Shefford. Sorry, man. <laughs> hot start. Uh, hot start, man. Uh, so Tori is from Sotheby's International in Birmingham. He picked this song because he loves it because he's a hard worker. He's been in the business since 2015. How are you, Tori? I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. No, thank you guys for having me on. But yeah, I picked the song, so... Um, you know, I don't want to do your job for you, but obviously we're talking about luxury houses today. So, yeah, you know, obviously we'd all like to have that uncle kicks the bucket. You know, if you don't care too much about him, but <laughs> kicks the bucket, he get or you can sell the home through probate. Right, there you go. <laughs> options. There you go. So Tori's going to talk to us, like you said, about the luxury home market. Um, also, you're going to talk to us a little bit about how home prices differ in different areas. You could have the same house, same square footage, and vast differences in, in actual prices from area to area. Um, we're also talking about some topics, housing heating up in January, real estate startup knock launches, home trade-in program, and we'll talk a little bit about mortgage rates. So, Tori, let's start with you. What's your background, man? How'd you get into the business? So, I got into the business. I was in school as uh, doing my marketing degree, and I've always been into, like, the finance stuff and, you know, all of that. So, I was like, what can I do that's in Michigan? Obviously, I'm not living in New York. I'd don't really want to go there. You know, I've been there. It's kind of a, a dump. Unless, you know, unless <laughs> right. you're rich. But, right. Um, so I was like, you know, why don't I sell real estate? It looks like a lot of fun. And I, and I had seen, you know, signs and like there's guys like Dan Gutfriend out of our office. He had a mm-hmm. listing in Sagatuck that was for $40 million. So I was like, that's a pretty big listing. Awesome. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I watched million dollar listings. So I was like, this looks awesome. Let me do it. Obviously, everything looks a lot easier and yeah. everything on TV. Yeah, everybody but. sees million dollar list and they're like, ah, oh, I'm going to do it. Right, yeah, right, right, right. It's a little bit more complicated. Yeah, it takes a little bit more work than they show, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, you look at the numbers on that $40 million listing, but you don't necessarily see what it took to get that, right? Right. Well, what to get that or, you know. Not that, even that single listing, but at least the opportunity to probably get that took years of work. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That so, wasn't his first rodeo. No. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, even in the business 2015, uh, you got got into it because obviously it looked sexy, really, let's be honest about yeah. it, right? Yeah. No, um, I love the, gla- love the glamour of it. So. Yeah. But, like, you've actually, like, you've carved up carved out a good little niche for yourself. You're a hard worker. I mean, I talked to you last night, like, nine o'clock at night you answer the phone you return emails you didn't get back to me right away because you were working you're like i'm making calls um it sounds like you're hustling which is good yeah no i i battle yeah i mean the you know the there's obviously especially out here there's kind of the niche there's the agents who've been in it for 20 30 years um I think the average agent is like a 57 year old lady. So, um, you know, I'm. <laughs> You're 20, not a 57 year old lady. 23 year old guy. So, yeah. uh, young guy. You know, battling. Yeah. And it, it is funny because you can never really tell who are, who are the hardworking agents who aren't. Because sometimes that 57 year old woman is a grinder, right? right? She's out there exactly making it happen. And then other times there's guys your age who you're just out working and, and setting yourself up for the next generation of realtors. Right, right. And there's there's so much that you do that's that's behind the scenes, you know, that people I once had a client ask me, he's like, so we met on Saturday after a closing and, um, we were just getting lunch there and he's like, you know, this is really nice. You know, you show up to a listing, $500,000, you drive an Escalade and then 
you sell the house and that's it. So he's like, so basically during the weekdays, you're just like off. And I was like, yeah, right. No. Yeah. Like I just, I'm just chilling out by a pool somewhere. Right. right. Yeah. No. yeah. That's, that's what it looked like to him. So right outside looking in, it always looks a little easier. So talk to me a little bit about the luxury home market. I mean, it's something that you're really like working into your average list price right now is over a million bucks, right? Yeah, so I have I have three listings now. Uh, my average list price is one point two. That's awesome. So yeah, yeah, it's you know it's fun, definitely. I mean, they're they're bigger houses. You spend more money to get them. You spend more money to market them, and then you obviously make a heck of a lot yeah. more money when you sell them. So yeah. that's the that's the glory. So how do you think it differs from like you know obviously clientele is different. What do you think is the biggest like difference between selling a three hundred thousand dollar house or two hundred thousand or a one point two million dollar house? What are like the, for, in your mind, like what is the, the hardest? I mean, I think it, it's harder to sell a $1.2 million house. Yeah. I mean, it's just a different pool of buyers. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. think so, those dwell longer? Like is the market time on market a lot longer? So it depends on the area a lot. So if you look at Birmingham, you're like 1.2 million. That's, you know, that's standard. That's to pretty standard. Yeah. That's pretty standard. I mean, if you can get in walking distance of Birmingham or, you know, of downtown, right. that's going to sell in like a day or two. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we've even seen like $2 million listings and, you know, go under contract in zero days, not built yet. So that's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah. I mean, everybody wants walkability right now, right? Right. And, that's and, a big thing. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a huge thing. So yeah, Birmingham's kind of blown up. I mean, just like property values. I mean, look, it's always been a really nice place to be. Just for our listeners out there, Birmingham, Michigan is like, a really like niche kind of market, uh, a lot of money there. It's a downtown area where you can kind of walk around. It's really, you know, grown a lot over the last 10, 15 years and it's still growing. Yeah. I like <clears> to <throat> call it like the, you know, if you picture the Manhattan of Michigan, that'd be the, it. Yeah. Yeah. Market, so. yeah. It's uh, it's kind of crazy. And like, just, I mean, par- I mean, it is a Manhattan because parking, you can't find parking in Birmingham. Yeah. It's, it's tough news. Yeah. So, so talk to me, Tori, about like, uh, you know, different area like a million dollar house in birmingham for instance yeah and a million dollar house in bloomfield big difference right so yeah i mean huge difference birmingham you're seeing houses go for like new construction is like almost 450 a foot wow and then you go out in bloomfield you can get it for like mid twos low twos maybe um and then i have one out in fenton and it's on the water it's five thousand square feet it's contemporary it's gorgeous and we have that listed at a million and fifty thousand if that was on a lake out in Bloomfield, it would be like $3 million. It's wild. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is obviously indicative of everything, right? Even a $300,000 house in Fenton gets you more. Right. You know, it's not just a luxury market that we we're talking about where it's going to get you much difference. But, you know, I, I just it's funny because I just see more people trying to go back in. Right, Sal? I mean, a lot of people used to go out to Fenton and I used to go yeah. out. But now everybody kind of wants to be closer to the action, right? Right. Well, as there's... I, in my mind, I would say there's just a lot more developing in these these cities, these strips, these main streets, right? These old Woodwards where there's a ton to do. There's a lot of good places to eat. Um, their schools are good. Like you're not really losing if you live very close to where everything's going on as opposed to before, uh, especially with, you know, Detroit kind of imploding. It's like, let's get out of here. Right. And now it's all coming back. So it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot of factors, but I think that's probably one of the biggest ones. I mean, that's what you did. Yeah. Right? For sure. Why did you move to Royal Oak? Yeah. Could have bought a brand new house elsewhere. You right. know? Um, but instead, I bought a 70-year-old house that needs, you know, little things here and there. But it's just, I like being close to yeah. where I can go <laughs> and get any type of food I want. I can, 
you know, well, it's uh, good the news. Food, the food, yeah. Sal. Right yeah. to the food, Sal. <laughs> right to the food, buddy. Yeah. 18. We're doing, a, we're doing a biggest loser in our office, okay. like where you weigh <laughs> in. Sal did not partake. No. <laughs> You're already there. I lost the biggest loser the first time I stepped on the scale. It's, it's tough news, man. But you, we're, you, uh, that's the part that's hard. Is like summer's summer's lurking though. Are you gonna get you're gonna get cut up? N- who knows? <laughs> who knows? I'm, a, I'm on the same boat. I'm getting married in May. So you're getting I'm, married oh, nice, in May. Man. Yeah. Congrats. Congratulations, yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, so. it's uh, it's fun. You're gonna you're gonna have kids and do the whole thing. Do the whole thing. Yeah. 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 So okay. I gotta I gotta get my honeymoon. Paul's pretty happy, shape, but. No, I, look, I, <laughs> being married is awesome, but it is like, I mean, being married is, e- is easy. Uh, having, You're always pretty happy. Man. Having two kids is the is, is You look well-rested. Never rested. I'm <laughs> always tired of you, but for different reasons. You look really puffy today. Yeah. I mean, did Thanks, you stay out man. late? Were you drinking a lot Christ. last night? Uh, <laughs> next topic. Uh, all right, so let's go into some headlines, guys. Uh, we'll talk a little bit. Look, the housing market <laughs> is heating up in January. This is our perception right now. What? Oh, I agree with it. Yeah. It's get, it's starting early this year, right? It is very early. Like it's very. I mean, we're seeing more pre-approvals in January than I think we've seen in many years. You're seeing more millennials buying houses. Um, the consumer sentiment is high. It's just very interesting how hot of a January we're having right now. Wouldn't you agree with that? I would. Yeah, hundred percent. So I went to um, I went to Florida over the New Year New Year break, and then I came back and i've just been non-stop back mm-hmm. to back to back since then so that's why you know that's both listing houses and with buyers so it's like you know people are i have a listing right now in birmingham we have seven comps we're wow. the best deal on the market and it's like you know there's just it's kind of like i've compared it to like being the only girl to dance and then everyone's going for you because there's you know is there more buyers is there less buyers there's buyers you know? yeah so, yeah you know if you put that option out there so but yeah, I mean the the buyers are. I think they're coming before the houses this year. So I think we'll yeah. see. We'll see a ton come in like late spring. Yeah, but it's the, interesting. The, I'm like a, a lot. There. The buyers are there. They're calling us. They're asking for pre-approvals. They're actively looking for houses. Applications are up. Well, I think too. Like there's an imaginary boat in everyone's head that if you don't buy in the summer or the fall, like all right, we're putting this off until spring or or next summer. And right. those people are now rolling into this year saying, well, you know as soon as a listing hits there's still a plethora of buyers who are going to that and like you said i mean there's there's buyers whether there's more or less than last year it doesn't really matter there's still more than sellers right i think you bring up a good point a lot of people wanted to buy last year right yeah that just are rolling into this year uh because of the lack of inventory right a lot of right. a lot of people were looking at pre-approvals that just never bought and they're probably chomping at the bit to find a house right now while new buyers are still going into the hopper so it's right like, right you know, it's uh it's still a i think there's an inventory problem but yeah to that point i think that this year there will be more inventory just based upon that boat right oh we didn't sell our house last year and the way things are going now with interest rates actually rising a little bit i mean they have been ticking up it's like we got to make a move yeah i think a lot of people this year are going to see they're going to look at what happened last year and how crazy that was and they're going to come out and sell in the spring so right yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it, I mean, I I think my perception and my 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 theory on this is that we're going to have a very active spring, summer, and going into the fall. I think all I think 2018 is going to be pretty substantial in the activity that we're going to see. Yeah, I agree definitely. Yeah. Um. So here's another topic: real estate startup Knock launches home trade-in program, ten state expansion planned. So this is not the first time. This is like 
you know, there's an open door and offer pad that do the same thing. Um, so knock.com charges the same 3% commission as traditional broker, but the trade-in saves consumers months of inconvenient repairs, showings, and uncertainty. This is their, their, these are their words, by the way. Without forcing them to give up any more of their hard-earned equity, the company says. Look, I mean, these are popping up more and more where, you know, we'll just take your house. We'll buy it, and then we'll sell it on our, on our dime. Obviously, they're doing that because they see value there, and they're probably going to sell it for more than they bought it for, right? Exactly. So yeah. if, if that's the case, it's like, uh, it's like trading your car, right? Right. If, if you sell it on your own, you're going to make more money on it. 100%. Now, I think that there are, to that same vein, right? Like if we were, if I had a car and I knew that the check engine light was on or like, man, this thing's going to blow up pretty soon, I'd trade it in, right? <laughs> Let it be someone else's yeah. problem. And that's probably the thoughts of a lot of people or those who are like, I don't have time for this. I don't care. I make a ton of money. Right. Boom. Let's get this over with, right? So I looked into these knock and then obviously open door and offer pad a little bit. A, a couple of them were started by like the Trulia guys. Yep. Um, so, and Zillow actually, I think is coming out with this. They're coming same out. Yeah. Same thing. So, yeah. Everybody's doing this thing. Right. So, so I, I know now they're only in Atlanta. Yes. Um, and then they work in like a niche market, like 150 to 500 or something. So yes. It's very, you know, tough to say once you get, you know, obviously there's still, you know, some fluctuation when you get in a different price range when, you know, the comps maybe not so cookie cutter. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, these are popping up more and more and more. I don't know what the, my question really is, what is the appetite of the consumer or the, or the person selling the home to do something like this? Well, I, I think a lot of it depends on the market right now. If you were to say, hey, you know, you could list your house $300,000 and sell it in two days with me and pay 3% or, you know, you could buy it. You could list it with this for 280 and we'll buy it today. Right. Would you wait two days for another 20 grand? Yeah. Right. You know where this is going to come in handy, to be honest with you? I'm buying a new house. I need to sell my house to buy the new house. I don't want to. I don't have the time to market it and put it on the market and play with the X factor of do I get an offer? Right. I mean, this Appraisal does solve that, that issue, right? I mean, it's, I'm assuming they're cash buyer, right? yeah. So or to who's a cash buyer? Knock. Oh yeah, they're just buying it, right? I'm so not, I don't yeah. know. There's they're no not. appraisal contingencies. Right. It's like I don't have to worry about it. Are you good with that number? Yeah. Right. I still bought it for sixty thousand less. I mean, it does solve that issue, right? It solves yeah. the issue. It's of like, like trading a car in. Yeah. I well, need to, I could sell it, but I got to fix the seat. I got to change the oil. I got to put new. Or the dealer says, "Hey, man, I'll give you like two thousand less than you're actually expecting to get for it. You could actually get four thousand more, but your bottom line's like right there." Right. You want to well, do it? I think it? it's. I think what it is, it's it's all about convenience. So you know, people are willing right. to pay yep. pay more for convenience. If you look at a company like Grubhub or. You know any sort of delivery service? You know you're gonna pay like four or five. How many people more. trade their car in? Thousand. I mean, I've yeah. done um, most people. You right. know, I it's would say easy. most people trade their car and then rather turn it in. Now, the difference is, is you trade a car and you walk out with the new car that day, as opposed to a 30, 60 day process. No matter what, when you list or buy a home, right? You got to go find the home. You got to do that. Now, the hard part is, is in this market, is getting a home with a contingent offer. Right. right. Like, well, that's hey, this is what this solves. Right. Is what I'm saying. I have to list my home. Well, did it go through appraisal? We might not accept your offer. Hey, here's this knock, you know, offer attached, stapled to my offer. They're going to give it to me and close by X date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys notice that the, Tiffany's just standing there, like recording us? 
Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. How's it going, Tiffany? She's pretty quiet. Yeah. How's your day today? Tiffany always has such a good attitude at the at the company. Yeah. <laughs> She's giving me a Nobody dirty. knows how Nobody has any idea that you're just <laughs> probably not, man, the, the way you talk about everything else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, look, I think programs like this knock. There is, a, I think the more we talk about it, I'm actually becoming a little bit more convinced that there's a market for it. Yeah. Um, I don't think that you, the consumer is doing themselves any any favors by going through this because they're going to lose money. Well, well it's, it's the same thing as like, you know, the, these companies are already out there and they have signs on the side of the road that said, we'll buy your house cash fast. Yeah. So, you know, these are the same guys. They just don't have the tech behind it. So, that's it. You know, it's the same thing. They're going to look for a, you know, 70% market value purchase and yeah. they're going to yeah. go and do a few things and make their money. I wonder there. how they're going to like formulate their, their like value. Like I want to sell my house for 200,000. Well, they come in and they say, well, we'll give you 180. I'm not taking that. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe. Unless you have to sell and put an offer on a house non-contingent. Just saying, Maybe. Right? There's right. That, that, that small market now. But I'm going to lose mean, 20, 20 Gs because who, I don't... Yeah. I'm, I mean, I can't really knock, knock, because if someone's willing <laughs> to do that, then more power to them. Who cares, right? Right. Or yeah, they I mean, can all. sell on consignment or sell by owner if they really care about squeezing that extra margin. Right. If they don't, who cares? I, I, th- I think it's interesting. There is an evolution in our market. Uh, and, you know, I don't believe that... Because we're a service-oriented industry, right? It's, it's service. It's... Um, you know, being able to to give someone what they deserve and the attention they deserve, that's where we excel. It's funny that we're trying to replace service with technology a little bit. Um, that's kind of what I'm seeing happening with mortgages. You know, yeah. you got, you know, think rocket, of the rips rocket, that knock. Yeah. Is, think of the rips knock is going to make. They're going to make a ton of money. <laughs> yeah. A ton of money. Because there's going to be people that are going to do this. They're going to lose equity because they're, they're not going to hold the rent. They'll do whatever. And then, you know, they get now if there's a big shift in values, they're they're in trouble. So here's my theory: is so I was looking at I don't know which one of these companies it was, but one of them raised like thirty two million dollars in funding. Not, yeah. So I'm wondering if it's going to be like one of those tech companies that kind of like Snapchat, how they they raise money and raise money and raise money, but they never there's no revenue they, there's stream. No, you know, there's revenue, but it doesn't make what they spent. Like right. I think Snapchat lost like seven hundred million last year. Yeah. yeah, it's not a profitable so, endeavor. Snapchat. Yeah, I think it's a longer play with them. I mean, essentially, it's it's like they're uh, a real estate hedge fund, you right. know, to a degree, and their investors are investing, expecting X return. So they may make more than that and pay out their investors, or they may be it all go down, like you said, if values drop. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. You know, everything's right. worth what you paid for it. Yeah. Tiffany, you use Snapchat? You do the snappy chatty? Um, personal, sometimes. For mortgage, no, we do not have company ones. I fight everyone on there. There's no way we're doing it. No Snapchat. No okay, we're not marketing on Snapchat. <clears throat> I agree. I, I don't either. I do I do Snapchat personal and I do Instagram stuff for uh yeah. Yeah. The Snapchat is not really uh, easy to I mean, you, there are some stories you can follow, but it's kind of like uh Instagram is doing it themselves. They have their own Snapchat. Right. When Instagram started that, they they killed I don't it. know if they killed Snapchat. Killed it. And Facebook Well, Facebook and they're the same people. Same. People. Yeah. Right, same family. Instagram's just more Zuckerberg. user-friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Man. There it is. Um, Sal, mortgage rates have gone up. Yeah, they have. Um, not significantly. We're talking like, hey, you were getting four and an eighth, now you're getting four and a quarter. Yeah. Shouldn't affect you from buying a house, but it is something to keep mindful that this isn't going to be the first bump in mortgage rates and that if you are looking to buy, 
there's absolutely no better time probably than now. Yeah. And if for whatever reason rates go down, you can refi. So you have nothing to lose. Yeah. And when you are looking to buy, call me. There, there you go. There it is. <laughs> Shameless plug. That's awesome. No, look, the reality of where we're at is another reason why I think the market's going to be hot is it's going to be more expensive next year to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Values will be higher and interest rates are going to be higher. So you're getting a discount potentially getting in today over six months from now. Right. In my opinion, because I don't think values are going down. We have an inventory issue. There's scarcity in the market. That's going to cause prices to rise, right? Yeah, 100%. I was looking actually the other day. We're at about a two-year low in inventory right now. So it's crazy. And that's through through our entire MLS, um, the multiple listing service. So obviously that's kind of Metro Detroit, Southeast Michigan. Um, there's you It's know, across the country, though. I mean, most right. of the country is having an inventory issue. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's still that bottleneck. Like we said, the, the hopper on the top is filled with buyers. And right. Only one out of every 10 are getting through right now. So unless something really changes, I think that we'll see a spur, but nonetheless, uh, there's nothing that you can really do. We can't just make more houses that will go on the market in the next two months. Right. Yeah. I mean, even if you build, it's a year. No, you're right. And I think the reason we're having inventory issues is because we're having a lot of buyers. Right. Who want to be central to an already established, built, walkable downtown or whatever, right? There's so very specific, yeah. There, if there's, everyone wanted to be in the suburbs, then builders would be blowing up as far as new subdivisions go. And they are. They yeah, are they, still. They, they are. They are. I mean, that is like something that you can't, uh, you know, if you can't find it, you have to build it. There, everything's going yeah. crazy. I mean, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say just you have to have walkability. I mean, I live in Novi, right, in Michigan, for those out there, and on the border of Northville. And houses, I mean, it's way out. It takes me yeah. an hour to get home but every I, night from Troy, Michigan. And there's houses being built even farther west. I don't even know where these people. Because I think there's work. no other option, right? Like, you know, because currently it's you know I would say for someone who can afford to build a new home or buy a new home, their first option is to build a custom home in a cool area or a nice area, whatever you know makes their uh, <laughs> makes their day. Well, if that doesn't well, work, then they try to that? find a used one, right? Like, okay, well we'll try to find like a, a house that's no lo- lo- uh, older than ten years in that area, right? Yeah. That, then they can't find that, so then they go out to Novi like you did and build and drive and. I didn't build. Get really tired. Well, the hard thing too is that you know the the <laughs> building the building was yeah. slow from like you know yeah. obviously 08 to like 2012. There weren't any so builders to right? try and find something that's 10 years old now is you know it's tough. You got to go 15 years. You got to go 20 years. Yeah. So, you mm-hmm. know people are looking back to 2000 and you know and then even now those homes are outdated. Right. Yeah, and just FYI, I think people are also looking for good city services, right? The reason right. I moved to Nova is because I have two kids and I want them sure. to go to a really good school and grow, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm always tired, though. You really are. You look at... I'm always tired. I mean, I don't, I'm sure I don't look great. I'm apparently puffy, but you're... I mean, I'm 10 know, years older than you. It's pretty think, dark. Right? How old are you? Uh, 28? Yeah, you're eight years younger. Older. Or older. <laughs> I look younger. Man. <laughs> you do. Yeah. I look younger, yeah. Paul's got the fountain of youth. The fountain of youth. I found it. Have two kids and unhealthy food and drink Werner's in the morning. Keeps you active, though. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, great market right now. Um, I think that we're going to see a lot of activity. It's the message I keep telling people. If you're going to buy a house, get in now. Do what you have to do. So, Tori, tell the audience how they can get a hold of you while I play your song. Yeah, so you can uh, you can just call me right here. I have my cell phone, uh, 248-897-1444. 
248-897-1444, or you can go to torysheffer.com. That's T-O-R-Y-S-H-E-F-F-E-R.com. Good-looking dude. Tall. Way taller than I thought he was going to be in real life. I'll take it. Did you play any sports? I did. You did? What did you yeah, play? I played baseball. Really? Yeah. Pitcher? First base. Got it. I, I, I did pitch, but I wouldn't say I was a pitcher. Got it. I played D3, so I wasn't, you know. Well, that's still better than anything Sal ever did. Yeah. <laughs> no sports. I got a couple other accolades, so that's about it. All right, guys. Please go to liveonrealestate.com. Like, share, uh, you know, iTunes. What is it? iPods, i iChats. The podcast app. The podcast <laughs> iPhone. Thanks, guys. You guys have a wonderful day. Paul's a droid user, just so you know. Yeah. Which... Why is that wrong? You got green bubbles, man. I texted, no him. I texted him. I saw the green bubbles. I was like, man. Yeah, I was out on him instantly once I saw the green bubbles. I don't even know what you guys are talking it's about. It's a tough look. Yeah, it's a bad bounce. Is it really? It is. It's a thing? It's a thing. All right. Well, it's my show. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>